I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with my friend, Stacy Budman. She helps college-bound students find their own passion in the planning and execution of their next big step. After helping her own daughter, Emily, who is also a former third-grade student of mine, with her college applications, she developed an easy, step-by-step, detailed program that makes the complicated college application process easy and enjoyable. In this episode, Stacy shares her process with us. So if you have a high schooler who is considered going to college, this episode is for you. Enjoy. All right. I am so excited to have Stacy here on this podcast episode, and we're going to get into some really helpful topics for you parents who have teenagers who are considering going to college. So let me just start by giving you a chance to introduce yourself. So Stacy, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. It's so nice to see you, Jennifer. Jennifer was actually my daughter's, uh, my older daughter's third grade teacher. And that's how we met. My daughter is just about to turn 20, just to give you perspective. Um, so that yeah, so I, <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I know. I have to say your daughter, Stacy's daughter is one of my favorite students of all time. And I know teachers aren't supposed to say that, but it's true. So it's good to connect with you as well. So thank you. Same, same. And you were definitely one of her absolute faves. So um, she, yeah. So anyway, so she, my daughter, Emily, um, was uh, gearing up for the college process. I have been doing both high tech and real estate sales for 25 plus years. And um, she came to me all upset and nervous and her, you know, second semester of her junior year didn't know what you wanted to do. Everybody's talking about college. Um, and so I started calling college counselors because that's what all my friends were doing. And I spoke to a number of them. They were lovely, um, but none of them had a real step-by-step simple program to help walk her through this process. And having done you know, really complicated sales for a long time, I understand how important it is to make things simple and step-by-step and understandable so that the person on the other side feels like it's palatable. So I thought, oh, I could do this, you know, so I took on the task of um, being her college counselor and which resulted in hundreds and hundreds of hours of podcasts, many, many virtual uh, sessions, lots of books, and eventually getting my professional certificate in college counseling um, at UCSD. And I just fell in love with it, honestly. And she got into her first two top choices, got waitlisted at her third choice, who actually came back to her and said, um, if you can tell us why you want to be with us, we will accept you. And um, it was Cornell, actually, of all places. And she was not that interested. So um, anyway, it just goes to show that the name of the school is not always what's most important. And that was a big lesson that I learned um, in the whole process. But um, yeah, so that's anyway how I fell into this. And I have been doing college counseling for the last couple of years uh, since then. And I've developed a step-by-step program to um, sort of help other kids really take a lot of this stress and just make this process, which is really actually very simple, uh, just extremely overwhelming, uh, easy to do. That's why I wanted to bring you on here because one of the ways we all learn best is by doing. And it sounds like you learned a lot about this process by doing. 
Yeah. One of the reasons I really wanted to bring you on is because it can feel so overwhelming as a parent and as a teenager, this whole application process. And when you said that you were able to make it simple, like that is the thing that all of us parents want to hear is like, there's got to be an easy way to do this so that it doesn't disrupt our whole life and stress everybody out. And so that is why I brought you on. And I'd love to get into that with you about the strategies and processes that you have found to make this a lot less overwhelming and make it more simple for sure. So definitely, definitely. So I've sort of broken it down into um, a few different steps. The first step really is what I call the application persona. And so what I do is I sit down with the, with the student and I just talk to them and mostly they talk to me. And so I'm just asking a lot of questions about things they enjoy doing, things that get them excited, areas of ways, you know, where they see themselves in their life, um, you know, what types of places they like, if they visited any schools, things they like about them, just really, it's just really a conversation. And usually by the end of that hour, I have a really good idea of what gets them excited. And um, so we have, we really sit down and then I write, I put together what I call the application persona, which is about a four line sort of summary of what their application, what they're hoping to do. It's almost like a mission statement. And um, I can read you one of them if you want, but I really, it, it's basically just a mission statement. And um, it allows us to sort of use that as a jumping off point as we look at different schools. And so then we start to build their college list. And when we talk about that, their college list at this point, it is usually, like I said, second semester, junior year, maybe a little earlier. And we just start to really make it big. And we also start to build their activity list because it's shocking how many people haven't tracked their activities. Um, and since we have an idea of what they want to do based on their application persona, we started to build the list of schools they're interested in, whether it be partly on geography, partly on the, you know, academic area. And then we start to look at their activities and we start to say, how do their activities match up with their application persona and where they say they want to go? Uh, and then we start to take their activities to the next level. So I can break it down into a much more step-by-step but it sort of works with these monthly meetings during their junior year where we tackle little bits of this every single time. Um, yeah. And it also includes a real deep dive into each individual school. So we don't just say, oh, I'm interested in UC San Diego because UC San Diego is the, you know, the, the best school in the area, you know, but we'd start to look at, okay, well, you're interested in um, you know, electrical engineering. Well, what are they doing in electrical engineering at UCSD? What institutes do they offer? What professors are researching? And we really look at each individual thing and each individual class. Like what classes will you be taking at, as an electrical engineer at UCSD? Do these classes look interesting? So um, I think it's really helpful so that by the time they have their college list really built, they have really gotten a good idea of what that school has to offer. What I love about the process that you just explained is that it starts with the person and what really lights them up. I know so many times when it comes to applying to colleges, people can get really tripped up on the vanity metrics of right. it's a cool school or it's where all the smart people go or I you know, am really good at math. I need to study math at this school. But it really starts with not how you've performed, but who you are as a person. 
Yes. Well, that that's one of the interesting things about my daughter, Emily, is that she um, she really had no idea what she wanted to do. So I can tell you, she took a bunch of AP classes. She happened to like science. Um, she's good, you know, in an emergency situation. You know, I mean, she had volunteered at the uh, local animal shelter a bunch. She liked animals, didn't love people that much. You know, I mean, likes people, of course. But, you know, like if you were going to say about the, day, the way she wants to spend her day with animals much more so than anything. Yeah. So it was really this ongoing conversation with this one hour, you know, ongoing back and forth, um, mostly her talking discussion where we realized, wow, maybe a veterinarian might be the job for you. And I think it was really just that her opportunity to speak and to think about it and just to be like, yeah, I could do that. And of course, this may change. You know what I mean? This is really just what, you know, it's 17, 18 years old, 16, 17, 18. It's really unrealistic to think this is a for sure for everybody by any means. But at least it gave her direction. And um, it really got her excited about college when she had a vision of what she could see herself doing. So important because it's totally normal to be halfway through your educational career and realize I don't really like this or even to have graduated and started a career and say, I don't really like this, but at least it gives a starting point and an understanding of the things that you do like and kind of starting on that path and not being so hard on yourself and expecting it all to be perfect. A lot of the clients I work with, they're like, everybody else already knows what they want to do. Everybody else already has their life planned out, but that's just not true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think social media also gives this illusion that, um, that everybody knows. And I have, um, you know, nine clients right now that I'm working with this year, just on this application process, because I'm really just ramping up. Um, and it's also very hands-on. So really I don't take a huge client load, um, but each one of them really has uh, had no idea what they wanted to do. And they're all super smart, all took lots of APs, all went to the top school, you know, top, top, you know, the top programs at their school. And, you know, some of them had a vision of, I thought I would like this. And then I took the class and didn't like it. So sometimes we, one of them was like, I don't really know what to do. I guess I'll major in business. Yeah. And I said, well, why do you want to major in business? And she's like, well, I really don't know what else to do. Yeah. And so then that was a lot of the conversation. So then once we really delve deep, what are you passionate about? What do you love? She's passionate about going to yoga. She's passionate about um, body mechanics. She's passionate about nutrition. She's passionate about, and these are all areas that she is actively involved in her own life. And even we realized she didn't even realize it, but involved in other people's lives and in her volunteering um, and so once we thought about it, like, what about kinesthesiology? You know, what about exercise science? And so then we started to delve into the schools that offer that and what kinds of classes she would be taking and what kinds of professors she could do research with. And she, her face lit up. And I thought, this is it, you know, like, why major in something that doesn't get you excited? Um, so, so yeah, so I really try and help the kids figure out what gets them excited um, and then try and give them ideas of what they can expect because taking a lot of that un unnecessary anticipatory anxiety out of the process, just showing them the kinds of classes that they would be taking, it's amazing how that really um, just takes a lot of the stress out. And people 
it's not that the the information is not accessible. It's just that people don't know exactly where to look. And um, so, you know, after having watched every tutorial and listened to so many podcasts, I'm like, oh, this is actually very formulaic. And <laughs> you know, it's not brain surgery. So, um, you know, then I can help them. And as they start to see how it's done, then they are able to do some of it on their own too. That's so good. I want to take it back to what you mentioned a while back about developing a persona and having a mission statement. I have never heard of this before. And even though I've gone through the process with my own daughter, I would love to hear more about that. And then you also mentioned that you had some examples. So, I'd love to hear those as well. Sure, sure. I mean, so like I said, it's really this this first hour that I spend with uh, with the person, and I always try and do it. Nothing, no offense, without the parents, because <laughs> oftentimes kids say things, um, you know, that they wouldn't necessarily say in front of their parents, or their parents like to give input or something like that. So. I usually meet at my house. I have a you know I have a home office, and I make sure that the kids have an opportunity to really talk from the heart. Uh, and so I ask a lot of questions. I'm really just trying to understand what gets them excited. What activities do they do? What do they like about their activities? What do they like about their classes? Who are their favorite? You know, what are things that they are passionate about? And some kids will say, I don't like anything. And I'm like, well, okay. I have one boy who's like, I just don't like, they don't really do anything. I'm like, so you're really busy, right? He's like, yeah, all day. And I'm like, well, so can you tell me a little bit more about what you do during your day? And he's like, oh, well, I really like, you know, how much I get to spend working with my soccer team on their on their skills, you know, or, you know, so we start to really build, what do you like about that? Well, I love how, you know, each one of the, of the soccer goals is geometry. Okay. Oh, so you're actually interested in math, you know? And so we start to take, you know, to, to move these to new levels and start to think about ways in which possible majors correspond with the things they're interested in. Okay. So um, the, uh, so the, the, I'll read you actually my daughter, Emily's and a couple others um, application persona. So like I said, after we sat down and talked, she realized maybe being a veterinarian might be interesting to her. And this was the application persona we wrote. Um, it's that Emily is passionate about providing quality medical care for rescue animals who are often overlooked or neglected due to excessive overcrowding in animal shelters. She's particularly interested in creating a comprehensive reduced price care program for rescue animals that encourages families to adopt without worry of high priced medical costs. She is also focused on spay and neuter programs that can curb the animal population at its source. Emily would like to be a community veterinarian who provides spay and neuter programs and lifelong medical care for rescue animals. I so love that, that is her. So much. I, you know what, hearing that makes me like just feel good about the future. You know, we've got people out there like Emily who want to do good for the animals. And I love that. It's right to the point. And um, I love how it's so in line with the thing that the things that are important to her. Exactly. So, so I was asking her, why, why are you volunteering? What is it about volunteering at Helen Woodward that makes you happy? Why is this important to you? Um, and these were the things that she came up with, you know, and she, these were things that she was passionate about. She didn't even realize necessarily that she was passionate about. And the nice thing is this sets the stage for everything in her application. So this sets, sets the stage somewhat for her essays, all of her, not all, but some of her essays really tie back to um, to this medical program that she would like to create, to this, um, you know, and it also 
ties back to her next level activities, as I like to call them. So what we did is once she turned 18, she could work in the Helen Woodward Animal Center medical facility. So she got an internship second semester of her senior year, working alongside rescue animals, you know, helping the veterinarian with spay and neuters, um, doing, you know, educating people on, you know, on alternative um, alternatives to breeders. I mean, just really doing a lot of work in that area. And um, so, yeah, so it really, it helps set the stage for her entire application. Yeah. And it sounds like beyond that, just beyond the essays and what looks good on paper, bringing more of that into her life, because if she's doing the next level activities that really align with her mission statement, it's not, I'm doing these activities because they look good on paper. I'm doing exactly. them because I really care about them. And that's the difference. Exactly. And that's what people don't always realize is that you don't have to do stuff to get into college. Yeah. You, when you do stuff you're passionate about and that's important to you, you get into college. Yes. So it's like, it, it's actually the other, it's, it's the other way around. Like I met with this uh, student a couple days ago, who's a junior who wants to start working together. And um, he said, I don't know what I've done everything. I've published a paper. I, I have applied for a patent. I'm doing research under a top-notch professor. Will I get into Stanford? Uh, you know, truth is, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a, when you're talking that level, it's a crapshoot. But I said, you know what they're actually looking for is not the person who did everything they were supposed to do to get into Stanford, but the person who saw a real world problem, like went down to the pond near their house and saw that there was algae all over the top of the pond and thought to myself, you know what, I wonder if I can do an experiment to figure out what that is and how I can solve that problem. Those are the people that they're looking for. And I think that is the fundamental difference is that when you do things that really light a fire under you and that you're curious about and that are you're passionate about, those other things come. Yes. And so uh, those great colleges come, those great opportunities come. So yeah. yeah. That's a good so one. that's what I try to see that. Yeah, it is a good reminder. Mm -hmm. um, because I know I there are people who will even if they pursue whatever things look good on paper and they're not necessarily passionate about, they'll still maybe get into the college that they want and they continue to check the boxes that look good on paper. And that just becomes a pattern of behavior. And what this does is it redirects what's important. And I love how you really do focus on starting there versus starting yeah. on like, let's make sure we're getting all of these things checked. Yeah, I think that's what makes the difference between getting excited about going to college and the opportunities of college and just going through the process. Because especially for some of these kids, this is a long haul. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So if you're not passionate about what you are doing, then it makes it really hard to make it through the process. And um, and it's an expensive process. So um, so I have I have one other application persona, if you want, that I think is yes. another one that would, people might really enjoy and kind of speaks to this same um, program. This was another student who um, knew he wanted to major in political science, but that was pretty much it. And so um, this is what we wrote for him. So I'm passionate about income disparity and how it affects people inside the American criminal justice system. I'm particularly interested in how income inequality and race are tied together. I'm focused on how our country was founded under a racist pretense and how that is playing out in the criminal justice system. 
I would like to be an attorney who fights for low-income Americans who are underrepresented and more likely to be convicted or sentenced harshly in the U.S. legal system. Oh, wow. That just gave me chills, man. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Right? More people like that, for sure. Right? I think that's, and that's the hope that when someone reads this boy's application, this young man's application, they will see that energy. And so every time we meet, we go back to this application persona and we reread it and say, is it still accurate? Because, you know, over this time, they're going to change too. So we edit and we evolve this to really be more specific. And for him, he started to, um, he started to work. Uh, there's a thing called the inmate project where you write letters to inmates um, because oftentimes I, they don't hear, they only hear their number, but I guess when mail is called, they hear their name. And so it humanizes the whole process. And so he started to do that. He also um, is going to be doing some tutoring with uh, in the in the in the juvenile detention center. And so he's starting to realize, okay, these are things that are interesting to me. This is an area that I'm passionate about, and I'm, he's taking it to the next level in ways that are important to him. Yeah, and that ties it into the next level activities. I had never even considered that. I knew having activities out of school was important. But having the, the things that align with what you're passionate about is good, not just for the application, but also for your enjoyment of life. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree. And that's what I, you know, as I talk to these kids, I'm, you know, I'm like, and they are starting to realize the more that you give in the area that is important to you, the better you feel. And I see these kids just really like blossom, you know, as they start to push outside the box of what they're comfortable in. And that's part of what I do. I mean, you know, having done all this sales and a big part of it is research. So I love doing the research part. So I will send over them to them as we do a Google spreadsheet and we, um, and I include all these possible activities that they could do inside their area of interest, you know, inside that map that aligns with their application persona. And many of these are things they never even knew existed. Um, so it's it's fun to be able to really be able to show them these and then they're like, oh, wow, I could do that, you know? And um, so, yeah. So, and many of these are on the cusp, they're on the cusp of 18. So when they turn 18 and what people also don't realize is that colleges are looking to see what you're going to do second semester, senior year, summer before you come to college. And so you can add that information to your application, even though it's stuff you're going to do in the future. That's so great that you provide those resources, because that can be one of the really challenging points for, even if you have something you're passionate about, for knowing what is it that I could do. And that is really an extra added bonus that you're providing. It's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, it's really what I think is the most important, this really, this ability to get, figure out what they're passionate about, find the schools that are in line with what they're passionate about. And there's people there that they, they would want to work with and they would want to be with. Um, and then, you know, helping them take their application to the next level by be getting involved in areas that they are, that they are passionate about. And then what I also do, it's sort of the third tier is um, a lot of times um, these colleges are looking for you to expand your education beyond what your school offers. So, um, people don't always think about the fact that Coursera and edX and all these places offer all these amazing niche classes um, that are just pass no pass their certificates but what they do is show your interest in pushing your education outside of what your school has available 
So we usually come up with two or three shorter classes. Again, these are not, we're not talking grades, but these are opportunities for them to learn about something that is really important to them. Like uh, the gentleman who's doing the, the boy who's doing the, uh, who wants to be an attorney, he's taking constitutional law classes and he's taking uh, American poverty and the justice system. And these are all offered at top universities, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, Stanford, uh, with professors from these schools. So it really is these unique opportunities. So that's the third level that we do to sort of elevate their application and elevate their, you know, their knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hearing a few areas that really are highlighted. One is the academic, which is in school, and that's already there. The other is really standing out and showing that you're involved in what you're interested in outside of school. And then also learning about those things outside of what's expected in your core curriculum. It really sets you apart if you're doing those three things. Would you say that those are the three levels to hit? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, um, you know, I, there's a word that a lot of the uh, college counselors that I listen to have been and some on, you know, uh, admissions officers, and it's called standard strong. Mm -hmm. And um, right now, these kids that are standard strong are the ones who've taken, you know, ridiculous, depending on the level of school, you know, ridiculous amount of APs, you know, they've published a book, they've, you know, they, they have a patent, they are doing research, they are, you know, but they're, they're not differentiated between the thousands of other kids who are doing the same thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think like what we did for Emily is she got her veterinary, veterinary assistant certificate at San Diego State University uh, during her senior year. She uh, got that veterinary, um, veterinary assistant position at the animal shelter. She um, took multiple classes in, you know, in veterinary care. And I mean, and in the end, she got into her first choice, which was UC Davis uh, Veterinary School, uh, the, the animal science, you know, and they take 50% of their, of their uh, veterinary school admits are Davis undergrads. So, you know, that was another thing we thought about is, you know, like I said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So as you're continuing on the marathon, how hard is it going to be for you to get from undergrad to veterinary school? There are 17 in the nation. It's supposedly harder than med school to get into vet school. So this was another thing that we thought about and we talked about as she looked at each individual school and what it had to offer. That's part of doing the deep dive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So not just that the school offers what you want to study, but how is it going to impact your long-term goals and how does it fit in? And also the geography, which is important as well. So it's not necessarily, I want to get into a top tier school. It's, I want to get into the school that meets my specific needs for my future goals. Exactly. It's setting yourself up for the marathon. So like uh, she got into, like I said, she, she got waitlisted at Cornell and Cornell has a veterinary school also and a similar type program. But the thought of being in Ithaca for eight years was enough for her to say, no way, I can't do that. You know, I know myself well enough to know. So that was also part of what we talked about in the application persona is like, and when we built her college list, you know, could you see yourself in you know, in the, the snow, in the, I mean, like sort of even the logistics of, of being in college. So, and she was, it was important to her to be able to come home relatively easily and Davis to San Diego, door to door, three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
10 flights a day. These were things that we talked about as we deep dived into each individual school. We also looked at just the practicality of it. And, um, you know, so yeah, so there's a lot involved on top of just, is this educationally interesting? Yeah. And I wonder if you could talk briefly, we haven't really discussed the application itself. How involved are you in the process where they're writing their essays? And do you have any tips for that? For sure, for sure. So um, yes, so I'm very involved in the in the whole process. One of the things we do as we move further along in our meetings is we start to we start to brainstorm what you want colleges to know about you. So we we talk about a whole bunch of things. I'm resilient. I'm you know blah blah blah, and then we come up with a little short story that that shows that, and then we pick the ones that are you know sort of the top four or five, and we outline that those those together. We outline those stories. And that way, when they start their college applications, they've already got four or five really interesting topics to talk about. And I always say it's really the little stories. It's the little moments. It's the um, and and we try and steer clear of the service trips and the, you know, sort of the standard things people talk about, the in the sports injuries, you know, even though these are incredibly moving and and emotionally um, emotional times for these kids, I try and focus them on something very specific. Um, and so those are the things that we that we write on. You know, I've read essays. Um, one of the uh, one of the kids that I work with uh, wrote her entire essay on her voice, which was such an interesting thing. She has a very high voice mm-hmm. and um, how it's been it's been an issue for her over the years and how she once she went to this school, she heard a new voice come out of her mouth. And so she talked a little bit about that. Some people have talked about the Krispy Kreme donuts and how they are the one that they throw away, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the one that, the one that, that the irregular donut yeah. and why that's important. Um, but yeah, so I do, I do help with the Common App essay. I do help with the, um, the individual essays, which I also call why us essays, because a lot of schools want to know why why Wisconsin? Why Michigan? Why, you know, why do you want to go to our school? And mainly this is, you know, self-serving. They want to protect their yield. They want to know that if they give you, if they give you a yet an acceptance versus a wait list, you're going to come. And so again, that partly goes into the deep dive that we do into each individual school. So by the time it comes down to doing why us, um, we already have started to really understand what the school has to offer and why the school is important. And so I have sort of a little worksheet thing that we do together where we sketch out the things that are important to you and then how this college matches up. And we try and really look at the very specific things, not you know specific classes that are only offered at this school or specific ways that this program is unique or different from the other. Because you've looked at the other schools, you're able to give that kind of comparison and feedback. Um, so yeah, so we do that. And there's also what we call a sort of more of a diversity or community essay. And so I help with that in helping them figure out what communities they are part of. And this is another sort of worksheet type. I really like the college essay guy. So for anybody who's, uh, he's a really wonderful, ref- wonderful reference. And so I do, I've taken a number of his courses too. So I do use him um, as a way of working. And this is sort of his process. Um, but I break it down much more simply. He's a little more complicated and I like to take it 
down to the bare bones so that after an hour they walk away with a really like I can write this essay you know um yeah it's very much it sounds like it's very much led by them supported by you yes yes and And then that's it's that's how and that's how I coach as well that's it's like guiding them but not leading them you know, that's a like good way to put it. Allowing the, them to walk their path, but they're ultimately in charge of where they go, how they write, their their choices. You're just providing the supports that will help them make those decisions for them. Exactly. Exactly. So I really want them, and I don't want to lose their voice. Like sometimes things get over edited. And so I really want to try and preserve, especially in the Common App personal statement, uh, I really want to make sure that it's their voice and their words. And, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And, and that's, I think, a lot what people don't realize is it should be really thought about and looked over and reviewed and read and all that, but it's almost interview style. So it should be something that really is um, is as if you were talking to the person versus, you know, versus writing an essay. Um, like more approachable. More approachable, exactly. And so actually, I, I start at the end of November, uh, I got a job as at UC San Diego as a application reader, because I want to see how the uh, how the sausage is made, so to speak. So uh-huh. I'm going to be reading applications. <laughs> um, that sounds like a fun job, kind of challenging, probably. <laughs> Yep. There we are. Okay. I lost you for a second. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what I said was, that sounds kind of challenging, but also kind of fun. I think so. The pay is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're not so, doing it for the money. <laughs> no, but the education is priceless. So, and I'm, and I'm genuinely curious, like what, what are the types of things that people are sending in and how are they being perceived? I mean, each application gets such a short amount of time to be read so I'm so curious to see what it is that the person on the other side is reading and how that process goes, you know, happens. So yeah, it really from an insider. Yeah, will help you in on multiple levels and being able to help your clients and guide them through that process as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And UCSD does a nice job. They just have me um, write down the people I'm working with. And that way they eliminate those essays from my pile, so to speak. And so then, yeah, I don't have to worry about getting my own clients. Yeah. So overall, what I'm hearing, the kind of bare bones of it is it starts with this mission statement. You make your list and then you focus in on the activities or the things that will take you to the next level. Those are like the three main things to focus on. Would you say that's true? Exactly. And then we start to, um, once we've got those honed in, then we move on to the essays and we start to, we start to really work those, you know, work those out. But yes, the the real beginning part, especially the core of the beginning part for say first quarter of their second semester of their junior year is really spent on, on this and maybe even into the, into June. And then we spend more time working on their essays once they've started to gel in this area, they started to get a little bit more um, comfort with what's going on. And that just makes it so much easier to make your way through the process. So yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what it's all about, really, is taking something that can seem so overwhelming and breaking it down and making it simple. And it sounds like you've done that really well and that it's really been helpful for your clients. And I'm wondering if my listeners want to reach out to you or reach you in any way to work with you or to learn more, how they can find you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So um, my uh, phone number is 858-229-0544, Feel free to reach out via phone or text. Um, and you can email me at stacyboodman at gmail.com. I am still working on my website and uh, it is a work in progress. I've been quite busy, but I will definitely get that up and going as well. But again, Stacy Boodman, S-T-A-C-Y-B-O-O-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. And I would be happy to talk to anybody who had any questions or anything. So oh, great. And um, it, the idea here is that you are busy because you're good at what you do. And that doesn't require a website. It's true. <laughs> You'll get around Thank to you. it eventually. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even started advertising yet. It's just been word of mouth right now. And um, so I am I am just really ramping up. I just see the the real need for something more formal. And I figured it out with my own daughter. And now I am just honestly, it's like I'm teach I'm helping these kids find their passion. I think I may have just found mine. So after all these years, I'm like, this is so interesting and exciting and I love it. And I'm constantly learning and I'm just constantly excited to share what I've learned with um, the kids I'm working with. So, with and their parents. Daughter, clearly an expert and being passionate oh. about us is just like you said, with the clients you work with, if that's what's helps you become an expert at what you're doing and you really are providing a great service. And I know that this podcast is going to help so many of my listeners. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of that with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I, you know, I, I think it's super important also for parents to know what's going on in their kids' lives. And so like when it comes to college, so one of the last things that I do is every time we meet, I do a follow-up email and I let them know exactly what we talked about and what we did and then what there is, the, what the kid's responsibility is to do for the next month or week, depending on how often we're meeting. And so we constantly have this circle of communication with the parents too. So even though I'm meeting with the kids individually, the parents are really start, are really kept in the loop. So as both of us as parents, yeah. <laughs> as a parent, one parent to another, that's a really nice added bonus is you're yeah. on the process. and. It takes the stress away for the parents too, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch, but reach out to Stacey if you have questions and thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jennifer. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.